Ready? It's your thing. Yep. Yep. All right. Welcome to Justice Losers Review. We saw a movie and we thought you should know about it. I'm sticking with it. I don't know. That's as good as we're getting. <laughs> no, that's good. Sorry. I just, I, I wasn't smiling at you. I was smiling at the situation right now. No one's going to see it yet. Nope. No one's going to see this. It probably won't even sound all that different. No? Huh? <laughs> but, but it's different. Sure is. We are, uh, uh, Matt is in Oregon right now. False. I'm in Montana. And I am in the typical. Re- oh, what? I'm in Montana. Oh. Well, Matt's in a different place, and I, I am, I am in the typical recording state studio. Uh, it's Christmas vacation, and Matt's out with his family, and we have three things to record today. Yep. So, and we didn't have time, time or you being here to record normally. So, uh, this is our first ever recording completely remote yep it's which is it's a good test strange well we'll need we'll need to be able to do this in the future so it'll be it'll be useful when the when the when the uh when the coronavirus inevitably uh my uh mutates into an uncontrollable uh monstrosity and we all must stay in our homes forever Mm -hmm. this is this is how podcasts will be done yep it'll be good it'll (laughs) be fun all right. Yep. Anyway, Justice Losers Review. Um, we saw Wonder Woman 1984, which was released in theaters and on HBO Max on Christmas Day. And so we both watched it yesterday. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. It. We're gonna do yep. do a little reviewy poo. Um, we're do what? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a what? A little reviewy poo. <laughs> reviewy poo. Yeah. It's going to be good. We're going to have fun. Uh, So the way we're going to do this, uh, we're going to split it into two big chunks. There's going to be a non-spoiler section for those of you who kind of want to hear our thoughts but haven't seen the movie yet and um, don't want to know what happens. And then we're going to dig more in more deeply with the spoiler section. Um, Both of those we're kind of going to break down into a good, a bad, and an ugly, um, where ugly in this case is going to be accuracy to the source material, specifically the comics regarding Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Missing anything? Yeah. Nope. That's pretty much it. All right. Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, do that thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, initial thoughts. I didn't like it. I'm a, I'm kind of in the same boat. Dang it. Uh, I was really hoping you were going to like it. I wanted I wanted to disagree for <laughs> once. I came out and I was like, man, I really wanted to like no, that. No, it's... I, uh, I, I have some pretty... Uh, the way I described it is pretty uh large but not prevalent issues with it um if that's a if that makes any sense whatsoever not in the slightest uh, there were just things that i was just like do what the slightest do explain <laughs> uh it's there were problems that i noticed like they're kind of contained problems they're not really there is a couple problems that are kind of um pervasive through the whole movie but a lot of the stuff were kind of like spot by spot mm-hmm. issues. Um, but nothing, I mean, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Like there was nothing that it was just a grotesque issue that just made me despise the movie. Yeah. But just a lot of stuff that kind of left me at the end going, mm, I don't know. I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, dang it. Why can't we ever and disagree think, on a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is kind of just widely ex- the. This is kind of just the accepted 
now of all of the opinions I've heard from our friends uh, and my family is that's kind of the everyone kind of feels the same way hmm. that it just it. Uh, our friend Emily mentioned something about like the more, it's kind of a slow burn for her. Uh, she wasn't a huge fan at the beginning, but uh, like the more she thinks about it, the more she has an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kaylin said she liked the first one better. Like she liked it, but she liked the first one better, mm-hmm. which I mean, like I, I think everyone can agree that this is definitely not as good as the first. Absolutely. One. Yeah. Um, pretty uncontestably. It, it just, it, it, it like whether or not how much you liked it, you will always have liked the first one better, uh, which is a, it's a common problem. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. So yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what were your kind of, kind of broadly didn't like it thoughts? Wait, no, we thought we're talking about it. good. Well, let's, let's do some good. Um, let's do some good. Yeah. All right. Uh, there were a lot of, mov- uh, not a lot, but there were a few moments, um, and the first movie also does this really well, um, that capture sort of that Superman feeling, the, the joy and the hope and the sheer just like, man, life is beautiful, isn't it? And a couple of them feel really, really bad. The very ending just like <laughs> did not work for me in the slightest. <laughs> oh boy, am I going to get into the ending, my guy. <laughs> I am. But like... Oh, <laughs> some of the stuff you see in the trailer with Steve Trevor walking around and he's just kind of this man out of time and he's experiencing all these new things. There's yeah. some really exciting ones. There's um, one where he gets to see new airplanes and it's just the look on his yeah. face is really great. And um, I, I just I yeah, wish the movie absolutely. had more of that that sentiment to it. Um, So I really yeah. I really like that. I mean, if if it done more of like if it done too much of that, it would have just felt like repetitive and grinding so maybe yeah i I feel like that like they actually i think they did a good amount of that actually like to like add on to the good of that it's i think i don't think they overdid it and i think if they had done more they would have overdone it yeah okay that's it felt like because steve trevor is also like an intelligent guy Mm -hmm. i think after a while he's just like okay this is the world i'm in now i'm no longer like lost like in just wonderlust like it's i have kind of adapting yep and I think if they didn't make him adapt, it would have made his character feel just, like, childish. Yeah. But he is an adult who's been through a war. Yeah. Um, so I th- I think that that if they had overdone, like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, they, no, they didn't yeah. make him childish by being, like, lost the whole movie. No, like, not specifically do it with Steve Trevor necessarily. And I guess, you know, I, I see your point. It would have it would have come off as too much if they tried to do a lot more of just that kind of scene, that sort of feeling yeah but maybe if they i don't know linked it more thematically to the the actual message of the movie that might have worked oh yeah because there's a lot of thematic muddle in this one um and i think it Mm. i think it could have been ironed out really nicely by using sort of that just taking joy and things the way they are we'll get into a little more in spoilers but ooh, ooh, yeah yeah. I, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. We'll put a pin in that for spoiler well, section because boy, did the trailers that. just completely remove an entire element of the movie that sent my theory out the window the moment the <laughs> things happened. <laughs> but yep. which actually, that's another thing I'll say that's good is that they didn't they didn't tell you the movie with the trailers. Like they they kind of told you like kind of 
vaguely with the tone and like kind of what like th- there is cool stuff in the movie, but they didn't tell us what it was based around. Yeah, like there was the core mechanic of the there movie was, they didn't lay out. Exactly, and and I really liked that because I was like, oh. Okay, I mean, my theory is garbage, and now people are going to look back at all the episodes where I've said my theory of how this movie is going to go and think, wow, this guy's an idiot. But, like, but we thought that I mean, anyway. I, it, yeah, I enjoyed it more. I am glad to have seen, like, I, I, I enjoyed the fact that I could watch a movie and not know how it's going to go yeah. because I, I didn't have the time to watch the trailers and, like, and, and theorize and stuff like that based on the information because they took out a very crucial part of the information. Yep. Yeah. Which good job. Good job. Advertising company. Yay. <laughs> Finally trailer company gets something right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think uh, staying on that Steve Trevor thing. I think Chris did a, v- the acting was good for Chris. Yeah. Um, Gal Gadot had some good moments, but I, but there was some moments that like it, the when you the lines that ex, explicitized made explicit <laughs> I guess, explicitized made explicit the uh the theme like they told you the message of the movie mm-hmm. um both at the at the beginning of the movie kind of establishing that motif right. and then towards the end those were really cheesy lines that just were not I don't think you could have delivered them well. No, <laughs> honestly, she was she was backed into a corner but, on a lot of the a lot of the scenes, acting wise. Yeah, um, but the uh, but the the lines like the 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 times where it was her and Steve Trevor, like towards the end, mm-hmm. uh, without getting too spoilery, those I really bought. Um, yeah, she pulled off sad really well in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in this movie specifically, uh, like any time anything like that happened, it was like, uh, I, I kind of, I felt it a little bit. Um, so yeah, good acting overall. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal was fantastic. Pulled off the nut job too well. Yeah. (laughs) No, like. I I think. He's been uh with uh uh um Martel with Martel and with Mando. He hasn't had really a moment to just be like an insane guy. Yeah. <laughs> and like this was his chance to let it out cuz he's a bit of an insane guy. Pedro Pascal is like kind of loopy. Yeah, no, and he he sells that loopy really well, but then like you peel back the facade a little bit and you see sort of the humanity underneath and he does that really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he was he was good, and it was a an yeah. interesting take on the comic book villain. Um, Mark, yeah, Mark doesn't really like a lot of superhero movies because it's all just like, oh, the villain's a boring version it's of the them, same shit. And it's just we'll, we'll punch him harder, and that'll that'll do it. But yeah. this was at least an interesting approach with the villain. It didn't entirely work. I think more for thematic reasons than for um, story reasons or performance reasons for certain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If there's anything that made this movie fall short, it was completely in the book of the script. Um, yeah. I I don't think that there was anything. There was a couple like CGI like effect moments that were a little. Yeah. But I think anything that the the like the acting, uh, 
all that like performance like you said performance mm-hmm. and visuals and just kind of overall that stuff were good those were the things yeah. that made the movie mostly palatable <laughs> yeah no and i mean it's it's well made with what they had you know the pacing i think worked there were never moments where i was like oh this is dragging on too long or oh i feel like this is going too fast um it kind of yeah. it felt like jenkins patty jenkins was just she was in control the whole time and she was you know, doing doing what she could with what she had there's just some yeah there's some big problems there yeah i think uh I I noticed this in this one as well, because uh, it it brought back feminism in movies to the forefront of my mind when watching the uh, last episode of Mando, um, Still haven't seen where it. that oh, there's a girl power scene in that that feels really natural and it's awesome. Okay, uh, but that I noticed I noticed it about thirty seconds into it, I was like, oh cool yeah like it, it actually it, it felt natural so it didn't you know it didn't end game it right um again with this movie uh, uh as with the first wonder woman i didn't feel like i was being lectured but i was also being told like it was like hey look at the shit that barbara minerva like gets harassed on the street yeah. and you're like oh god that that's horrible yeah. like that happens and it just it but i don't feel like i'm being like lectured at right and it like you know, it made, it made me want to do more right? because I see it, but I'm not, it's like, I wonder if the, the fine line is around reaction versus, uh, explaining. Um, so seeing a character, a female character's reaction to feminist stuff is different than them explaining to us that it's bad. Right. Carol Danvers, we were explained, it was explained to us why things were bad for girls this one we saw the way it was and the reactions to it right and i think it just felt more natural and and of course this is coming from a dude yeah. so i just <laughs> you, no you get to feel you get to feel a little more empathetic that way and i think that that works well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what else well speaking of uh kristen Wiig's character i generally liked her um they very much did the Catwoman thing of, hey, let's take an attractive actress and make her hair weird and give her big glasses and she'll trip over her heels or something and then we know she's awkward. <laughs> yep, they did. That was that was a very straightforward. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, she she did well with um what was kind of a kind of a goofy role, honestly. Like she she sold yeah. the um the, the sort of nerdy, underappreciated, um, the Catwoman character from Halle Berry yeah. Catwoman. Um, but then as she kind of came into her own and became more confident, you kind of, you feel that shift and um, it, it feels yeah. convincing. I, something that I was thinking about when watching this is like, it, it's not, it's not that she is, bad so i want to equate oh well, i can't that's getting spoilery we'll see uh, <laughs> write it yeah, down we'll write it. It i'm gonna i'm gonna write it down where's my eh, notepad um <laughs> but i will i can say non-spoilery that that i think uh, agreeing with you i think that her like oh, i mean she becomes cheetah it's i mean it's in the trailers so don't like she fights wonder woman at some point I it felt natural the way I felt good the way that she went from her beginning of character arc to end of character yeah. arc 
and all of the points in between. Um, the, the, I think the, the establishment and the, like, or the, the way it was established and the way it was, the way it progressed felt real. It felt like a genuine character who would be interacting the way that that character would be interacting. Yeah. Um, which I'll get into in spoilers because I have a very specific analogy that is interesting is it, in psychology. But is it food related? Um, no. Then, <laughs> well, I can make it food related. Please do. This is your shtick. You must stick to it. Okay. <laughs> food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, that's that's her. What else? What else was good? What do you think about the music? Uh, I didn't love it. Um, I mean, Hans Zimmer is never bad, bad, but um, I guess this is going to start to leak into the bad a little bit. Uh, a lot of the, the, it was either repurposed stuff from other movies or uh, just we'll do a generic action track over the one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Yeah. Um, barely got the, the actual Wonder Woman theme. Um, there's like one orchestral yeah, version yeah. that kind of didn't quite do it. And then we got about three seconds of it in the final fight. Yeah. Like I was getting into it and then it stopped and I just, that was, yeah. that was depressing. I, I was, I was really disappointed with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we can kind of start moving into the bad unless you have anything else that's good. That's not spoiled. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So music, I, I, it, it made me go back and listen to Is She With You? Yeah. Which is the I'm gonna That's the original awesome one. Yep. I was um, I was hyping the theme theme up to my family and then it never really happened, and so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna show them just just yeah. that scene on YouTube. Yeah. Um but it just the music there were time okay. There was a time in the movie where it didn't need music. Um I can't remember what it was, but it was just like the music was overpowering the, the point, like the, the emotional impact of a certain scene. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the life of me. Might not have been even Wonder Woman. I think it, I think, um, defending Jacob did that too. Uh. Um, but like, I don't know. I felt like it, Hans Zimmer. I, I didn't know it was Hans Zimmer. I thought it was somebody else. Um, he must have just like they gave him the paycheck and it was like get it done in a week and he's like, all right. Yeah. So he <laughs> didn't really he, it, care about. Well, doing he definitely it. just repurposed a bunch of stuff that was left on the cutting room floor from Interstellar and a bunch of stuff that was left on the cutting room floor from uh, uh, Gladiator and a bunch of stuff that was left on the cutting room yeah. floor from Batman vs Superman because there were like specific moments where I was like, oh, that's the Interstellar theme. That is literally just the Interstellar theme. <laughs> or. Um, there's a scene where it's very dramatic and kind of everything is falling apart and the music has, uh, the duduk in it. And I was like, Oh, yep. That's a, that's a gladiator track that they just didn't use in the movie. <laughs> and then there's a scene yeah. even a little bit after that, that does the little, the Batman theme from, uh, BVS, the little trumpet bum, bum, bum. that came in a couple of times. Uh, it was just like, Oh, Batman's showing up. I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And then nothing happened, and it was just kind of like, okay, Hans Zimmer just got lazy. Yep. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was, you reminded me of one moment. Oh, 
Um, now nah, that's a spoiler. Hang on, writing it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? The I'm trying to think of what else I can say without getting spoilery. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, without getting too spoilery, the effects. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, the effects. That's a good one. The cat or the uh, the cheetah from the trailer. I was like, ah, I bet like that's just like the half done cheetah. Mm-hmm. They'll probably fine tune it. It might that fight scene might not even be at nighttime because they probably aren't like super comfortable with it being shown in daylight yet. So they probably like put a filter on to make it all nighttime. It'll be daytime and she'll look better. Nope, that's that's what it looked like. No, they changed the face. Did yeah. they? Oh. Well, I was looking at like how the body moved and stuff oh, like that. Okay, it no. just felt bleh. No, there were yeah. Nah. There were there were many moments in the effects where I was like, ooh, and there were very few moments where I actually felt like this is a superheroic person doing superheroic things. Yeah. Like they I don't know if it's something that they did in the first movie and they couldn't really backtrack away backtrack it with the way that she runs and moves just doesn't make sense yeah like i i don't know it just like yeah i can't quite put my finger to it but there's sort of an uncanny valley there it is it it feels like it feels like she's running on one of those uh the the things in the airports Mm -hmm. the moving pads like where she's running on a floor but the floor is also moving backwards yep and like it doesn't feel like she's actually doing right. it, and it just it doesn't. And also, how long is that goddamn lasso? Uh, several thousand feet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it says the way I, uh, my uh, I think my sister said that. My sister and my mom said that, and they're like, "How long is that lasso?" And I'm like, "As long as the plot needs it to be." Yeah, that's about right. It's uh, that's something. The lasso specifically, her her, her weapons. Or the Captain America shield, where it just does whatever the plot needs it to do. It's a, it's this magical, uh, powerful item that can do whatever they need it to do, and they can explain with just saying, "Oh, it's vibranium. Oh, it's just a, it's the lasso of truth." Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't like it. I hate that it just doesn't have rules yeah. because she can. Also, where is the lightning strike swing? It was in there. Was yeah. it? When? Uh, uh, I don't remember. It was in there. I must have been looking at my phone. Yeah. Okay, because I was looking for that. I must have been looking at my phone for it. Oh, well. Bummer. Yeah, it was in there. <laughs> what else? Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but um, thematically, it was kind of muddled. It sort of, it had, the story itself sort of had one thematic undercurrent, but then it paid lip service to a different thematic tension that wasn't backed up by the story at all um and without getting into spoilers i I can't go too much more into it but basically um you you know my my whole theory about literature is that great literature and great great storytelling gets you to ask the questions and mostly my questions on this one are what am i supposed to be asking questions about (laughs) (laughs) well so it was like 
unbelievably great literature because it was not only making you ask, it was making you ask what to ask. Sure, we'll go with that. It's a new level. Transcendent theme. Yep. Yeah. I think... I think... No, I... Uh, okay, go I was going to say, I think I think big picture, though, um, my biggest problem with it is I couldn't tell if it was a serious movie with a lot of goofiness and campiness or a campy movie with a lot of seriousness. The tone from the first 30 minutes to the last 30 minutes were completely mismatched. Yeah. Although there's bits and pieces of both in each kind of the, the yeah. final like wrap up sort of thing. The, the way the, the final confrontation ends is pretty campy, um, which yeah. we'll get into more in spoilers. Um, but there's some really heavy stuff in there, but it's just, it, yeah, it, yeah. It kind of felt like they were trying to be a Marvel movie without understanding what a Marvel movie is. And then trying to have more thematic depth than a Marvel movie, um, mm-hmm. while trying to have the same level of fun and it just didn't quite work. Yeah. I, I think like, I think that there was something about the movie that it was too on the nose of a Trump thing. Hmm. Like towards the end, it was like, cause Patty Jenkins is an outspoken critic right. of Trump and towards the end, like however you feel like this was a little too like, extreme it i didn't like this part for the same reason that kaylin doesn't like wally is because it's just really in your face about what it wants to tell you about the world and like you i couldn't see past it it's in the trailer uh with max lord being in front of the white house seal Mm -hmm. and the way that was played out i was just like okay holy shit yeah all right then (laughs) i get it um and it's just it it kind of detracted from the movie itself because it's like there's a fine line between um, commentary and makes you think and pulls you out of the fact that you're in a movie to escape the real world to make you think about how bad the real world is. Yeah. <laughs> like it kind of, I was just like, Oh now I'm thinking about politics and I just wanted to watch wonder woman. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like, and, and I can see how those the the theme that they were trying to go for and that message are somewhat tethered, but it it felt like it was stretching that tether to the point where it was like, mm, it doesn't feel like you're trying to tell two things. It doesn't feel like you're trying to tell one message, like trying to use a. Th- it feels like there was a theme and a message, and they kind of be together, but like it didn't. Yeah really work yeah. perfectly yeah we'll talk more in spoilers but that's that's one of my biggest problems with the movie yeah. yeah um should i get into some of the uglies yeah spoiler maybe uglies? with some ugly oh boy where to start um never a good sign i want to talk this is something that i didn't talk about with wonder woman the first wonder woman and the general ugly of wonder woman um, it's also because I didn't know it because I, I hadn't read George Perez's Wonder Woman right. run prior to seeing the other Wonder Woman stuff. Wonder Woman is Greek, is incontrovertible, incontrovertibly Greek, um, and explicitly Greek. And any other adverb 
that you can come up with that Wonder Woman is Greek. Um, in George Perez's run, which is what established the mythos, the present mythos of Wonder Woman, what she mm-hmm. is, when she showed up in Man's Land, which I think it was, I can't remember, I think it was like some city in America, she was talking to this professor, and she was she spoke in Themyscira, and the professor, who is an, is an expert in Greek, goes, oh my god, you're speaking an ancient form of Greek. That she's Greek. And then also all the Greek gods, Mm -hmm. you know, which indicates that she's Greek. Like she is Greek. And I know that they use, they had Gal Gadot speak with her native Israeli accent because they were like, ah, foreign. And can, maybe that's Greek. Let's have Robin Wright speak with a God awful Israeli accent. It, I understand that they're going for the foreign element, but it, that okay so that's an ugly she's greek when they're very much not greek but also kind of greek because um the uh i can't really get into that there's there's a um uh phalanx or how phalanx 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 Phalanx, the spartan phalanx the spartan dome uh that is kind of referenced in this movie i think um so like it's like they're aware that it's greek But not Greek. Um, So there's that. There's uh, just, I mean, her lasso of truth isn't a million feet long. Um, Can the lasso of truth show you? I'm going to get into. Can the lasso of truth show you visions of things? So in the comics, it, this, that was a loose adaptation of, what it can do in the comics in the comics. It's not actually incredibly different from my description of why I don't like the lasso of truth in the Mm -hmm. movies, where it's just kind of this thing that you need it to do at any point. It's what the plot needs it to be. Um, it kind of can do that. It can, it was lasso of truth. It can compel you to tell the truth, but it also can, if you need to compel it, can tell, compel people to do things you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just like, it's again, whatever the plot needs it to be. So I'm really not going to, dish on that one too okay. much Fair um enough. but it's it's length is limited in the comics <laughs> i will say that well it's funny because um, they, they do have a scene where its length is limited and the fact that she can't she's like slipping off the end of it is important for a scene and then it's also thousands of feet yeah. long at some points yeah um cheetah is is incorrect uh there was a lot that was just not right Mm -hmm. um both of the way that barbara minerva prior to cheetah is um physically and personality wise uh the way she got to be a cheetah is different her job everything it's just an entirely different character with the exception that it is a woman named barbara minerva that turns into a cheetah that it's in name only essentially Mm. It's it's pretty much, I would say it's the next step down of inaccuracy from 20, 2004 Catwoman. Wow. Like, it's not really Cheetah. In the comics, she is an uh, archaeologist who is obsessed with a specific culture of uh, people that worship the Cheetah mm-hmm. God. And she has this priest named Chuma who is doing things to help her become the cheetah god and just stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's very different. Incredibly different. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Would you say that... I don't... uh, So that's... 
Would you say that uh, relative to the comics, her character was cheated? I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm doing the finger guns. So I know yes. you can't see it. <laughs> I can't. Um, it's. Uh, it feels disrespectful to the character almost. Yeah. It's. I understand it's a new story, it's original, but like it, there was nothing. It felt as disrespectful to the character as the 2004 Catwoman. It just was not the same character in the slightest. And, um, it, the way that she, that the cheetah happened, mm-hmm. um, is, well, first of all, unclear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it just it was not right. Um, kind of felt like they and then Max Lord. I was gonna say it kind of it kind of felt like they took 2004 Catwoman and just grafted that story onto uh, a character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I it kind of felt like that. Yeah, like it just the yeah I, I, we can get into that. That's kind of it. Kind of ties into that point I was gonna make about her uh, and spoilers. Um, Max Lord is incorrect. Um, being that in the comics, he has, uh, um, telepathic manipulation, oh. which is his deal. Uh, not what happened in not this Not even movie. slightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is, I was trying to look for a little like references to him in the world. Uh, he, uh, he never played chess, so he was never black king of checkmate. Um, he... Uh, I was trying to read into his company Black Gold um, to try to understand if like maybe they were referencing like Black King and then also he fought Booster Gold several times maybe that but Black Gold is also just the name of oil and he runs an oil company yeah, so don't think there's anything there he doesn't have a kid in the comics that I'm aware of uh, <laughs> it's just it, again it's just an entirely different character um, and Oh boy. How spoilery is this? I'm going to I want to I'm going to jump into it in spoiler section immediately okay. because I want to shout. I was I I'll plug my ears. I'm angry about something. Good. <laughs> um, Anger brings clicks. Uh <laughs> Yes. Um so that's that uh what else is ugly um Actually, I will say, bringing Simon Stagg into this was pretty interesting. Um, he's a minor character in the comics. He's a minor kind of bad guy, executive mm-hmm. dude uh, with no particular powers. Um, pretty much fulfilled his role that he fulfills in comics, uh, where he's just this guy that is a person, a rich guy, rich businessman mm-hmm. guy that is kind of a dickhead. That's, that's... Um, so I will say the most character accurate character was Simon Stagg for the... Two minutes he was in the movie. Well, you know, that's that's kind of cool. They could have just written a new character from ground up to fill just the, the 30 seconds of screen time he's got. But um, grabbing a, a yeah. comic character and treating him with at least some respect, that's uh, that's something. Yeah, it's definitely something I, I appreciate it. Also, I mean, and it's not un... There is one phone call that was made in one of the comics that I looked up. I was like, when if Simon Stagg and uh, Max Lord ever talked... And there was one line in a comic where you can see that he's talking on a phone, like he's on a phone call with Simon Stagg. So they're not unfamiliar characters. Okay. 
So very good. What else? Uh, I don't think. I mean, we have kind of figured out that we have to avoid the story as an ugly because they just tell new stories. Um, Unless it's Hellboy and you're trying to adapt a story. Uh, Don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this one, I mean, it's just a it's a new story that uh, that had some semblance of beginning to turn into a different story that I was excited for and I theorized about and then just didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that's all the ugly I can think of. That's not spoilery. Fair Um, enough. Should we jump into spoils? Let's uh, let's rate it. Oh, that's right. We have our established rating system. Check out our Instagram at just us losers pod. Yeah, you first. Um, I've kind of been going back and forth, but this is sitting right about a five for me. Um, okay. It's I I went to bad le- bed last night, kind of thinking it might end up a four, um, and it still might. Mm. Um, but it's it's down in that territory. It's it's just it's right about a five. It, yeah. it just kind of left me cold. Not yeah. a lot to hate, but I'm yeah, I'm hovering around a six Hmm. like a an optimistic six or pessimistic six low six there um uh i want to just like i'm pulling up the rankings just so people who haven't been able to see our ranking system here's what matt means by a five it's adequate some glaring problems but entirely watchable uh other equivalent examples of a five would be the rise of Skywalker, fantastic beast and where to find them in Iron Man three. So for Matt, it's about yep. that level. Uh, for me, I'm kind of at that level, except I'm a little bit like, I think I just tried to enjoy it more for what she was trying to mm-hmm. do with it. Uh, so a six is pretty good. Would watch it with a friend if they wanted to watch it. Uh, parallel examples are Hancock night at the museum and finding Dory. I don't mind watching this movie again. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not going to seek yeah. it out. But if like if someone's like, "Hey, I really want to watch this movie, like would you watch it with me?" I'm like, All right. Yeah. I'll see. I'm I'll wait for that 3 seconds of the awesome theme. Yep. I'm I'm a good test is how motivated I'll be to watch it when Hannah wants to watch it when I get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, Pedro Pascal's scenes are the ones that like I'm most excited for. Like I'm like, oh, let's let's see what he's gonna do in this one. Yeah, and like that's, those are those are genuinely that's enjoyable. Fair. When it would cut to him, I was definitely like, yeah, okay, let's let's see what kooky stuff he's gonna get up to this time. The troublemaker, the rascal, yeah. <laughs> Pedro Rascal, you little rascal, little. I was gonna, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, All okay. right, so let's get let's into spoil spoilers. This movie. Uh, Hard cutoff. Gauge, leave timestamp um, in the description. Oh, uh, go go check out all of our Instagram stuff. Go check our instrument at Just Losers Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Just Losers Pod. You can email us your thoughts about this. If you thought we are incredibly wrong um, and that this was an amazing movie, it's 10 out of 11, uh, you can send us an email, uh, Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I was probably going to write a review for this. That'll uh, probably end up posted on Facebook. But if you want to write a review for me, Facebook. send it to that Gmail. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just steal, their, steal that review. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, check all those. Uh, fight us in the comments. If you're watching this on YouTube, if it's on YouTube, uh, put comments down on the bottom that will that will fight people, that will make people fight you. 
Um, and then that's fun. That's always fun. We like yep. negativity. Um, spoilers. spoilers. Uh, let's spoil this thing like it's spoiled Cheetah. Boy. Thanks. Boy, do they really ruin that, uh, ruin that character. Yeah. That is just, it is just not the character. Yeah, it's disappointing. What a bummer. Oh my god, they were leading up to the neck snap. <laughs> <laughs> they were leading up to it so much. They had the live television thing, too. I was like, they're really gonna play into the uh, into the final or the um, final crisis. You better explain that because like, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, you've explained it before, but so basically, in Final Crisis or in count countdown to Final Crisis, um, Max Lord is telepathically manipulating Superman to fight for him, and he is fighting Wonder Woman and or Batman or both as as usual and uh ba- oh i think he's fighting batman and batman's trying to break through because usually batman can like kind of break through the any manipulation yep. that uh superman can do because he's just like hey i'm gonna kill lois and then he goes oh i'm me again <laughs> um and uh that's pretty much how that goes <laughs> or he like throws lois off a building it's always lois damsel in distress lady um but he's like trying to break through and he's like, I can't break through. And it's because uh, Max Lord is still like controlling him actively. Um, and so Wonder Woman's like, I think I know the only thing that can solve this is if we end Max Lord. And she goes up to Max Lord and snaps his neck. Um, oh. Unfortunately, what happens is that Brother I, which is basically Big Brother, like NSA, um, like with cameras everywhere, had a camera on her for that. And then broadcast it to the entire world to see Wonder Woman snap Max Lord's neck, uh, which then kind of set things into motion for other okay. stuff. So Wonder Woman snapping Max Lord's neck on live TV because it's the only way for him to stop for for, for a bad thing to stop is <laughs> <laughs> is the ending of this movie. Well, it's the ending of a different movie that's a lot less campy. Right. <laughs> Um, it's also the ending of a movie that isn't the 300 billionth movie to have, ah, oh, it's the only way. And the main character goes, there has to be another way. I'm so sick of that trope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. If I hear one more movie, movie say like, ah, oh, it's the only way there must be another, like, it's that line. Yeah. There must be another way. Like just say something different. Like it can't be the only way. is a different line it's the same message but it's a different line research is needed to support these conclusions (laughs) um so uh uh yeah no they were leading to it so heavily and just really didn't go for it yeah so let's get it anything good that's that we haven't covered um i really I, okay, I'll I'll get into I can get into the cheetah, the thing that I okay, wanted to yes. say. Um the way I saw her interaction with becoming more appealing of a person, if you want to say that, if that's how you want to interpret mm-hmm. that, um I think is similar to the way people who are struggling financially handle getting a big lump of money. Okay. Is indulgent um it's it's filling a a vacuum 
so quickly. Uh, also, that verb uh, explicitly filling a vacuum very yeah. quickly. Uh, it's a uh, it's imagine fire with backdraft, where Whoa. the fire is sucking up all of the all of. So what backdraft is? If you have a building that's on fire and it what what it's doing is it and it's kind of an enclosed building is the fire sucks up all the air, uh, all the uh oxygen in the building and will actually kind of put itself out that's something that firemen sometimes do is they just let it burn itself mm-hmm. out um but what happens is if you if there's an opening for air to rush in suddenly all of this fire has all of this new oxygen and it causes an explosion mm-hmm. and i I kind of visualized that with the way that Cheetah worked. And I really liked it where she was just like, I want this so bad to be cool and sexy and powerful. And she gets all that. And it's more than she like expected. So it kind of like trips this little like indulgent instinct in human to like, Oh, now there's this guy harassing me on the street. I couldn't do much about it. Now I can kill yep. him. <laughs> and it made sense. Like it, it just felt indulgent. It felt flawed, but it's, it's indulgent. Yeah. And, and that's something that I, I really appreciated the way that she progressed in that manner. And then to kind of towards the end go, Oh my God, what have I right. done? Felt right. Like as much as I hated how much the cheetah is different from the, from the character. Um, I think her character arc was good. <laughs> Generally, I never got the sense though that she had that what have I done moment. Like it I think I was just wanting her to because like my brain was in character arc mode yeah. and I was just like she needs a redemption. Yeah. Like if you're redeeming Max Lord, you have to redeem Barbara. Yeah. But they just <laughs> Because they, they sort of nominally pay it off. There's that shot of her sitting on the rocks and looking out at the sunrise, and you're yeah. supposed to get that from that, but... Yeah, I kind of did get that yeah. from that, and I think it may have just been because I wanted yeah. to. No, I, cause it, well, I guess the problem is, if they'd actually had her say the words, I renounce my wish, it probably would have been too much. Yeah. So, I yeah, I, I guess it actually... it In retrospect, I think it does work. Like, there's the, the element of subtlety there that I think helps... Yeah. helps pay that off. Yeah. So that's, that's the one thing that I really wanted mm-hmm. to uh, touch yeah. on for spoilers. Fair enough. Um, I really, I really liked the uh, Wonder Woman renouncing her wish scene. Um, everything's kind of falling apart around. Yes. Them. That was going to be my and next one. A... You took my good. next one. <laughs> <laughs> and there, it, it's in a good emotional scene between them. And then just that shot, she kind of peels around the corner and you hear her voice, you hear his voice from behind her. And she's just yeah. like trying not to fall apart. And she kind of, um, she renounces it and she like, she's sort of building that just um, almost that rage. And she, she starts running and you see yeah. the scar disappear and, yeah, there was a lot going on in that scene, and I think it, it went really well. It was good, kind of like the the big emotional focal point. Yeah, and I definitely I got choked up at that yeah. part. Like it was, I mean, and I I think it also it treated Steve Trevor's character yeah. well with that, where like it's it it wouldn't make sense for him to be so self sacrificial in the first movie, and then in this one just be like. Nah, I want to get, I want to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like it's it's he he kind of did the he kind of did the same thing as the first movie where he's like, I will sacrifice myself so you can save the world. Right. Um, but in a different way, it's a different context. Um, but also like it was, uh, I I think it was good that her reaction to things she was different in this movie and in a good way mm-hmm. i will say um so like in the first movie she was like oh this guy's bad like and everything he does is bad and i must kill bad yep. uh and then this one she got a taste of the good of that bad and was like and had to have a conflict with that like she was like do i sacrifice my love mm-hmm. to continue being a hero and you saw her struggle yeah. with that. There was literally a scene in, like, I think the apartment where she's like, I don't want to talk about right. this. She was avoiding it. She wanted to keep this, like, indulgent wish. And then it 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 ended naturally with that right. scene. And I think that, like, that was that was well yeah. done. Do you have another good? All the, like... Uh, um... I don't think okay. so. I was good to... Oh, uh, Linda Park. <laughs> Who? Oh, yeah. Lin- Linda Park showing yeah. up and not being Wonder yeah. Woman, like actually having a like a character. Yeah. I that love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, um, that was the that was the right way to bring yeah. her in. Like you can always do, you can always have it. I think they kind of took a book from the Flash where they brought the 1970s Flash mm-hmm. actor uh, to play Jake Garrick, older Flash. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, no, that's it. Would have been Barry Allen at that time. Um, I, I, th- this was the best way to pay respect to Linda Park. And if there's a Wonder Woman three and you have her, then all right, sure. I like Linda Park. Isn't that Linda Carter? Um, Linda Carter. <laughs> What's Linda Park? Who's I couldn't Park? remember her name, but I knew that Park wasn't it. But I didn't want to call you out until I knew what it actually was. <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> um. The other thing that I think was the best way you could handle it is as cheesy and stupid as it was the invisible jet. I, to put that in there. Okay. I think the better way to have handled it is to not handle it at all. Um, But it was a campy movie. That's a, that's a cheesy thing. Is it? Yeah. It's a campy movie. Um, I think to put it in there, that's the best way to handle it is that like she can, although where the f*** did she get the power to turn things invisible? At least there is an in-universe element <laughs> that we can draw upon for the explanation. As stupid yeah. and out of left field as it is. Yeah. Um, I did I did like the joke she made. Where she's like, I've done it once on a coffee cup. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. pretty good line. Um, but, like, it's an invisible jet for... Uh, okay, so one, it's an invisible jet for Steve Trevor, who actually flies, right. like who flies a jet, and not for Wonder Woman, who can actually fly as a right. person. Um, and two, it does it makes everything in the inside invisible as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is something that was weird in the comics, where it didn't make the characters invisible. There was just them flying <laughs> in the sky in a seating position. Some artist is like, I don't know how to draw airplanes, but I can, boy, I can sure draw a person in a sitting position. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't, I'll get into a little bit more with the ugly, uh, later. Cause there's a, I have a thing. Uh, anything else? I good? liked the monkey's paw plot device. Um, 
That's yeah, something we uh, haven't gotten to see in a superhero I, movie really before, and I think it um, it created some some good opportunities for for character development yeah. and tension and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Um, it the how they tied that into the message of truth was kind of forced. Oh boy, I'll get into it in a minute here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. I don't really have anything else. Okay. That's good. Well, I, I did want to say, um, kind of tied into that, um, I had probably one whoa moment in this movie, and that was when I was like, okay, what's Maxwell Lord Ward's what's Maxwell Lord's wish going to be? And he picks up and he says, "I want your power. I want to be the stone." And I was like, "Oh, that's going to be really cool." <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I did. I mean, I because I you always think about the, like I want more wishes like that kind of shit, but like it's like oh oh okay that's like that's some smart boy shit yeah. right there. And they kind of didn't milk it as much as they could by making it okay. He can just take whatever he wants and payment for the wishes, and not just he gets people to wish yeah. for what he did um, for what he wants. Um, but they they did do enough like individual little moments of don't you want me to have this thing or don't you want this thing to work out this yeah. way? And it's just kind of clever, like getting people to do his work for him. So he, he constantly has yep. control over it. I, I thought that was very smart and it was a good way to play a villain. Yeah. And I liked the the moment where he like went up to a guy. I was like, don't you wish I had an appointment with the president? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, have you already made a wish? And he's like, yeah, I got a Porsche. He's like, oh. <laughs> Like he's like he's done it for so many people that he's losing track of who's had wishes, yeah. and I think that was I that's, think that was really good. clever. Um, okay, so what was the thing you wanted to get uh, into? The themes, boy, yeah. Themes. So it pays lip service to this conflict basically between truth and lies. Um, there's the, the little opening scene where Baby Diana cheats on the obstacle course, which I guess I don't know why we had American Ninja Warrior in there, but it was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> the Muscarin Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I was, I was so confused at, at several of those parts of like why things were there. What was the like the swinging thing for? If you just had to run up it and jump down, like I as you just, just had to run up it and jump down. Yeah, but like, why was the swinging thing there, and why did people get on the swinging thing? Because they're bad at obstacle courses. If they just had to run up, they're and bad jump at obstacle down. courses. anyway sorry um anyway so that that scene is kind of it it felt like they decided after the movie was half made uh nice shades bro um that they wanted to thanks bro (laughs) it felt like that after the movie was half made they wanted to introduce this theme of truth versus lies and so they just made up that scene and stuck it on the front of the movie and then had a couple of lines where Wonder Woman yeah. was like, yeah, truth is so important because my lasso is all about truth and it's a like elemental truth. And I was like, okay, you're saying a lot of things about truth. Is this going to pay off? Is this going to mean anything? And then they say some things about lies. Like Robin Wright says in a terrible accent that you can't win by lies, which yeah. Okay, sort of, I guess. Like, you can't win by cheating. Cheating lies. There's sort of a cheating. Cheetah lies. Win. Cheetah. <laughs> Did it. Solved it. 
fixed your movie. Yeah, that's it. That's what we figured it out. <laughs> no, but like, okay, so the the um, the monkey's paw of the stone is uh, a device of the god of lies. Like, sort of. I like I, I I get it. Like the whole the thing is a lie. It's a trick. But the problem is, it doesn't force any of the characters into situations where they have to choose between lying and telling the truth. There's no tension built right. on the back of the characters. And sure, Maxwell Lord. Like, he's kind of a lying, manipulative businessman at the start, but that doesn't play into his, his character decisions as he moves forward. He kind of yeah he nominally pays it off at the end when he has this sort of heartfelt conversation with his son. He's like, yeah, I'm a loser. I'm a, I'm a liar and a cheater and a, a bad guy. But, like, we only get that from the start of the movie. We don't get that from any of the actual plot. Yeah. Um, And so I... And they never, they never lie about anything either. Like the, they, it's, he, it's not like he says you get what your wish and your wish isn't the only thing that happens. Like he just doesn't tell them. And that's not really a lie. That's just yeah. like not telling them the yeah. cost. Like, like it doesn't feel like it's yeah. a lie. I guess I can see how people in the writer's room could have explained to each other that there was this true deeply baked theme of truth and lies, but you don't feel that watching the movie. Yeah. Instead, you get sort of this interesting um, theme that I think was baked into it about um, taking like the the just the joy with the way the world is and taking delight in all of these these objects and uh, and people and the way things are. And Steve Trevor, just the look on his face when he sees that the first jet plane fly over, just that feeling versus the I want more. And that that's a yeah. pretty good thematic element yeah. to play with right there. But it felt like they kind of scrubbed yeah. that out so they could shove this this noise about truth and lies in. So, yeah. no, I, I I agree that that would be a really interesting like actually thing to mess with where, um, they could have had a scene where Trevor says, like I am enjoy like why don't you appreciate all these fancy things like I do like it's that they they could have had a line to tie that yeah. together um maybe they did maybe there's a deleted scene where that's what finally convinces wonder woman to give it all mm -hmm. up is to appreciate what she had and appreciate the time they had yeah. together they kind of had that yeah. line um but it, they didn't tie it to the right. theme as tightly as it could yeah. have been yeah it, it there were just there were two different competing thematic lines one was kind of an undercurrent that was woven into the story but not given enough lip service and there was one that was just kind of on the surface but didn't have any meaning and it just, it didn't yep. work. Didn't work. Yep. So. What else? Um, her flying music was stupid. And just like, <laughs> it was, I don't know. It Watching that happen, it was like they were trying to pull off the, uh, the flight movie or uh, thing from Man mm -hmm. of Steel, which is a good yeah. scene. Like, I dig that scene. The music is great. The way that he kind of, like, progresses and then his, like, joy in figuring it out. And then kind of, like, that peaceful moment in the middle back to the exhilarating yep. flight. It's such a well-made scene. Boy, uh, as much as I hate That Snyder. would have tied into the, the actual honest-to-goodness thematic underpinnings of the movie if they'd said, oh, look, this is this thing I can learn. I don't have to do it just by taking a wish. I can acquire the skill and take joy in the world the way it is. That would have been so good. But they did it bad. <laughs> they just missed so many opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just like the mu it just 
it was clear that they were trying to attempt the um the flight and it, it just didn't, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't it didn't it didn't, it didn't get off the ground <laughs> you might it. say <laughs> um what else um what else was bad uh d- dialogue iffy god it just i can Noah Bombach just write everyone's dialogue? <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not, his dialogue style isn't perfectly suited no, for everything. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't even like, let's look at some of the best Marvel movies like uh, Civil War, like the two Captain America, good Captain America mm-hmm. ones. And like Iron Man one, the dialogue isn't Noah Bombach natural, but it, it, it's it works. Good. It's good dialogue. Yeah. And I mean, um, and it's just, I, these movies are all, these movies are all kind of set in, uh, um, a different reality anyway. And like, we shouldn't expect sort of that naturalistic dialogue necessarily, but there, like you said, mm-hmm. there's things like civil war, like Iron Man one that can replicate the feeling of hearing authentic people talk without actually sounding like real people talk. Right. And it's just, I don't know what it is. Any time there was dialogue that that kind of put her back in that um, uh, tribal Themyscirin like atmosphere, like either being in Themyscira or like saying something about that or like going back to the history of it or something like that, it always felt terrible. And I don't know if that's intentional that like maybe that's just the way Themyscirans talk, but like. I don't know when she was talking about Alisari or whatever the hero's mm-hmm. name was, um, Linda Carter's right. character. Um, whenever she was talking about her and the scene at Themyscira, and even in the original Wonder Woman, like all of the scenes at Themyscira, just I hated the way that it, the that they talked. Yeah. <laughs> not not dialect like or uh, like accent, but just the way that the words what words they used (laughs) i hated and i still hate it just doesn't feel right it feels like a 18 year old brand new to writing wrote the dialogue like it's just expositive way too much yeah i agree but there were there were very few um, scenes where i thought oh this is well written yeah any other bad before we jump into ugly? Um, this kind of bleeds off of the effects a little bit, but there were no action scenes where I was like, yes, this is exciting. This is tense. I'm really enjoying this. The, yeah, the truck same. chase was probably the closest I got to that. Um, but yeah. at the same time, it was a little more just confusing. And um, yeah, it just... it. There was one clip in the Wonder Woman versus Cheetah where they were like hand to hand grappling mm-hmm. and it was like a really quick like series of grabs and I was like, Oh, that was kinda yeah. cool. Okay, I do remember that. Do more yeah. of that. And they never did yeah, that again. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like it I yeah. No, I agree. All the fights it felt like Wonder Woman it felt like a com or a a a video game character in a in a like a hand-to-hand combat game, just dealing with a bunch of like goblins or some yeah. shit, like really low level guys. Like she, you, 
like the fact that she got shot in the shoulder and was bleeding and it didn't phase her negated the entire tension of her losing her powers. Like, because I think they could have done that where like, I mean, I think they've done it with uh, Superman before. I can't remember if it was in a movie or in a comic, Uh, but the dependence that she has on her powers should have been something they played off of where the moment she doesn't have her powers, she's like, Oh my God, I can't do anything. Like, uh, it's, um, Oh, who, what, there was something where a character lost their abilities and they had to learn how to fight hand to hand because they couldn't just use their powers Mm -hmm. anymore or their suit or whatever their thing was. They had to learn hand to hand combat. So then when they did get their powers back, they also now knew hand to hand combat and it made things a lot Mm -hmm. better. Like they got better. It was a growth. But for this, it was just like, oh, no, I can't break a lock and I can bleed when I get shot. But God forbid, I can still, like, snap a truck in half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it felt like she was losing her powers. It felt like her powers had little glitches. Yeah, it felt like when they needed her to have a moment of struggle, they would turn off her powers for a second. Yeah. Right. Right, it just, exactly. It, was, it just, it wasn't like... You can feel the writing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, the other big thing, the other Anything big thing else? I wanted to talk about was the tone problem, and this is, I mean, this was my big problem with the Hobbit movies: is they couldn't decide if they wanted to be campy and fun or dark and serious. And this movie, the entire time, I was trying to decide if it was a campy moment, a campy movie with some serious scenes, or a serious movie with a lot of goofy scenes. Just like the yeah, um, the way she sort of toys with the bank robbers at the beginning, and then the literal wink at the the child. I was just like, okay, this is just <laughs> going to be a fun movie. All right. And then it's like, okay, we've got riots in the yep. streets and nuclear war. Okay. Uh, all right. Things have gotten serious. <laughs> and then, okay, in order for this to work, everyone on the planet that took a wish needs to renounce their wish. And we're going to have a nice kumbaya moment where we have a nice montage of everyone and they all, oh. all, all renounce their wish. And I was just like, wait, surely there's some psychopath down there that's just like, nah, I've got like, fing- like half. that's that's my thing is that like i so my mom i brought that up to that same thing up to my mom the way that it ended and i was like it just the fact that every single person who made a wish was like i renounce my wish because they made it that they like they showed people renouncing her with their wish and proving that that's what was happening is that she was getting all the people to renounce Mm -hmm. their wishes um but you, if you have 90% of the world renounce their wish, that is still like 800 million people yeah. with wishes. Yeah. Um, and like you said, one psychopath yeah. can change the world with a wish. And my mom brought up that they were being compelled by the lasso that was being beamed through things because you don't need to be like wrapped by the lasso. You just need to be right. touching it shown by Aquaman who was yep. sitting on it. Um, and this whole beam where like it kind of did the same thing where he was able to grant people's wishes because their particles were touching him. That logic, sure. by the way. <laughs> um, so her thing, like that golden beam thing was them being touched by her lasso. So she was compelling them to, but I didn't, I, mm, I buy it, but I don't buy it. Yeah. Like I, I guess yeah. like it's a, it's a reasonable, <laughs> rational post facto explanation, but in the movie, you don't get that sense really. Right. Um, right. Yeah. 
And, and it's just, I was like, so literally everyone's just like, no, nah, you know what? You're right. Like, I, I should be a better person. Like, all because some lady is just, like, monologuing at yeah. you. Yeah, because, see, I thought what they were going to build up to was they were just going to get Maxwell Lord to renounce the, lit, the wish. To and that was his just going to undo exactly. it all because he's the one that granted the wishes in the first place. So undoing his wish yep. collectively undoes everyone else's. And then we can still get the nice yep. montage of people realizing how terrible their wish was for everybody, but we don't have to deal with the which is the stupid plot point of, okay, everyone on the planet just had to renounce their wish at the same time. And you can still do the scene the same way where she has to persuade him and she shows him all the terrible things. And he's like, look, I've got so much power. Why do I care? And then she shows him her son. And he's like, okay, I care now. That's good. Like, sure, that works. That would have been a reasonable way to do it. I, uh, yeah. I have a couple more things that came up at, like, during this conversation. A couple more things that I had, uh, um, one, so is the world just, like, never gonna talk about that one time that almost everything went wrong because everyone could make a wish? <laughs> like, the, given they don't show, they actually show explicitly that there are, like, the remnants of this. Like, people, that you see the stuff all over the floor. It doesn't undo all the stuff that kind of reacted to it but it undoes the actual right. wish so like it doesn't uh, it un it gets rid of all of the nukes that all of the comp all the world well, leaders got it doesn't undo it gets rid of the new nukes it doesn't what? get rid of the old nukes presumably they launched some of those the old nukes exactly yeah and also all of the tension between the between the world leaders they're like hey you know if i have enough nukes i'm just gonna nuke you because it's I okay it. It's okay. Next year, a giant squid is going to drop on New York City, and everything will be okay. <laughs> yep. That, I mean, it is DC. Um, and the other thing is that it, you can't make me care about a villain after he did his bad shit by showing me that maybe he had a rough childhood. Yeah. I... I don't care about Maxwell Lord's childhood once he's, like, literally caused the world to go into... Yeah, there would have, there would have, like, there could have been a great scene somewhere in the middle, like in the the White House chase, where like Diana wraps him up with the lasso of truth and is like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Let me show you." And then we get the childhood montage, and then she kind of understands him and sympathizes him, and that's yeah. why she doesn't go to snap his neck. That's why she shows him her stun instead. Yep. Dang it! I fixed this movie. Or you just do some, you just do something like uh, um, Shazam did, where you just do the. Do the quick scene at the beginning with the young villain, and then you're like, you kind of have the yep. idea. And then, so, like, you kind of go into it with that idea, yep. and then y you could elaborate on it later, but you know that he's kind of a sympathetic character from yeah. the beginning. And honestly, I like the way they did it, where they present sort of his outward persona first, and then show his son, and kind of show the, like, the shell of the company um the shell of the yeah. building around him i think that was a good way to do it um play up what he wants to be relative to what he is kind of plays into that that wishes motif yeah. almost um but yeah they, they definitely should yeah. have done it earlier and there there were many ways to do it i think yeah yeah um uh, but that's all i got for bad oh, oh very good um i i had thought uh, of i had so... thought of something but i don't remember what it was so it must not have been very important <laughs> good um so I think my I think all of my uglies were pretty much covered in the um 
the non-spoilers. Just like the characters are not right. Um, the uh, no, I really don't think I have all that much different. I think I may have gotten a little too in depth about the characters um, in the non-spoiler, but I think all my ugly that I can think of is already covered. I should have thought about this while I was waiting, while I was listening yep. to you, but oops. Well, you talked about the no neck snap thing. That's something. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh... oh yeah. I put my ugly at the beginning. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll put my ugly at the beginning of the spoiler section. Um, oh, so, you, you were going mean, to say something other than the fact you were that... going to say something about the, the very end that you hated. Oh, that the, the no snap. Oh, like, the no neck snap yeah. thing like just the it i just it just didn't i like patty jenkins as a director i think she's too optimistically naive um i don't know i just so okay so here's here's an ugly wonder woman is not afraid to kill people mm-hmm. that's not her character she's not batman batman is the only one who refuses to kill people Superman is least is less likely to kill people because he tries to, uh, uh, or yeah, he's more likely than Batman to kill people, but less likely than Wonder Woman to kill people. Because Superman is like the I believe in the hope of everyone. Wonder Woman in the comics is a warrior that is not afraid to kill yeah. people. She would have killed all those people in the in the building if they were attacking her. Yeah, <laughs> and she would have killed uh, Maxwell Lord if she was like this is the way it needs to happen. She would do it. She is just not the kind of person that that has to find the nonviolent thing. It's caused conflict in the comics mm-hmm. a lot. That's one of her flaws is that she's a violent person yeah. sometimes. Uh, it's because she's a Greek warrior. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have the Spartans just like wandering around, just knocking people unconscious the whole time. It's just not her nope. way. Um why train people in swords and bows and arrows if they're not going to use them against people? Well, okay, bad example, Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Although some of his best stories are the ones where he actually right. like kills people. So, um, but yeah, just that thing bothered me, and it was just like you have to. The fact that you have to make the hero someone who refuses to kill, I think, is kind of naive and overdone. Yeah. Like it's just they're this wholly good character that can always find yeah. a way. Um. I think it's it's a better story when the outcome may not have been the best outcome. Um, I'll explain that to you, Matt, and the people who go and listen to our next ep- our most recent episode uh, with uh, defending Jacob. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. But no, it just it the ending didn't feel like it was Wonder Woman's ending. It felt like it was um a a Mary Sue ending mm. where. Uh, a Mary Sue, not in the sense of a character that, uh, is, um, perfectly amazing, but the person that the viewer and the writers wanted to be the person that they don't want to kill someone. So they're not going to let their character kill someone. Right. Um, I learned a lot about Mary Sue's recently. (laughs) Now I actually know what they are and the different like sub versions of Mary Sue. Good to know. Good to know. Um, and I think that that was kind of, that was kind of a, uh, that was kind of one of those Mary Sue moments where it's just like, 
I, the writer, don't think that uh, that I would kill this person. Therefore, my character, who would totally kill the person, won't kill yeah. the person. Yeah. So, that's my ugly. That's my All final right, ugly. Fair enough. Anything else? Uh, I think uh, I think that fit everything. I think that's the extent of it. Cool. Uh, I think I do the yep. outro, right? Say Shall the we? say the thing. We shallst. Thank you guys for listening to this actually relatively short review comparatively to other ones. We're an hour and 18. Uh, and that's including a drop of connection in the middle of there somewhere. Um, if you liked what you heard, uh, give us likes and subscribes and stuff. If you don't like what you heard, give us likes and subscribes and stuff. But then also leave a comment saying that you don't like what you heard so that we can fight you and call you out on our episode and say that you're a terrible person for being mm-hmm. wrong. Um, and also other people can like go at you in the comments. Uh, our Instagram, uh, is, uh, check us out there at justice losers pod. We post a lot there. Uh, we have a Twitter, same handle at justice losers pod. Um, post less there. Uh, actually I think we post the exact same amount because we share our Instagram to our Twitter and our Facebook. Um, but, uh, proportionally we post less to Twitter because we don't Twitter. Um, we have a Facebook just let's start to look up the podcast on Facebook. I'm gonna. Uh, we have an email. If you, I was gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post go a written it. review on Facebook of Wonder Woman. I've got okay. a, I've got a long layover tomorrow, and so I'll have time to write a review. Cool, cool. Uh, so check that out. Uh, written stuff on Facebook. Uh, if you want to type out, I've said this before. If you want to type out more stuff for us to uh criticize and hate you for secretly you can send it to justice losers pod at gmail.com uh we i think that's everything oh you can check out our everything uh on spotify itunes soundcloud uh and any other uh uh google or any other uh, uh podcast apps you can you you know of wow i'm really bleh. you're bad at outros um, well i was going i was on a pretty good streak for a little bit there um i think that's pretty much it thank you for listening bye bye Bye. (laughs) (laughs) awesome